0: Good evening. You are listening to Three Moves Ahead, and I'm your host, Rob Zachney. With me tonight, unbelievably, is my regular panel. Uh, welcome with us, the incredibly high Bruce Garrick. Bruce, welcome to the show. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Is this the one? Where, this is the, the FIFA one that we're doing, right?
0: Yeah, we're 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 talking FIFA tonight. Uh, next cool. week is F one. We're actually just all Eurosports from here on out. So uh, okay. if you came here, for no strategy, more strategy games. Uh, thanks for the donations, guys. Uh, you're really bankrolling our. You know, we're gonna we're taking over Operation Sports Patch. Canadian rugby. If
2: moves ahead now owned by
3: EA. And for it by the season. And that
0: was of course Troy Goodfellow, who's about to pass out at any moment after being humiliated by Bruce. Yeah. I'm
2: always humiliated by Bruce. Bruce's mere existence humiliates me.
0: And we also played a game.
2: Yeah, true.
0: True. And I, I I'm really hoping that my audio track picked up the tail end of that game. Uh, because it was it was something, wouldn't you agree, Julian Rabbit Murdoch?
3: I, I think that my energy level is somewhere right in between the middle of them, between the totally manic and the completely depressed.
0: <laughs>
3: We're gonna have a rocking show. <laughs> <laughs> and what game are we talking about, Mr. Zachney?
0: uh we are talking about memoir 44 specifically memoir 44 online which just debuted on steam uh you can play it for free but the pricing structure is a little unusual we'll get to that later uh but first i wanted to take everyone's temperature on what they think of the online version of memoir 44 this is a board game we all know really well uh how's this translation oh it's great best game ever
3: (laughs) best game ever really it's one of the best games ever it, it is, ever it is a great translation of the board game, for sure. Although, I have to tell you, I've gotten so spoiled because I just I want to play faster, right? All these freaking animations, of dice rolling. I agree. Oh, you are so cars right. Cars flying around. Yes. You could play mm-hmm. three games of Memoir 44 in the amount of time you play one if they would just yes. give you the option to skip all the animations. That's my I only know, beef I mean, with the game. Would it game. really
2: be the same if we didn't have the whole Fox Sports clanging your turn uh, thing? Your turn! I mean, you <laughs> know...
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the robot.
2: <laughs> it should have more robots.
3: Yeah, there are there are not nearly enough robots in Memoir forty four. Curse Richard Borg in his historical accuracy. I
0: can't believe there hasn't been an expansion actually that opens it up to, you know, twenty second century combat or something like that.
3: I thought that was Command in Colors. No, that would be Ancients. Oh,
1: it's the other way. That's fine. Whatever.
3: <laughs> Goal! <laughs> Uh, so, no, but it's a great implementation of the game, yeah. right? And and it's got good matchmaking, which is the thing that usually kills games like this. And there are actually people playing it, which is also yeah. something that usually kills games like this.
0: There are yeah. a lot of people playing it. Like yeah. I've never had to wait more than like thirty seconds for someone to join my game, uh, and very few people actually. Well, not that many people bail out midway through the through the game, but I I have noticed a number of people where if they get off to a rocky start in a scenario, because the thing about Memoir Forty Four is you can get a real sense from early on that you are totally hosed. Yes. And I've noticed a lot of people online, like you know, they get a couple bad draws, couple bad you know rolls of the dice, and they're gone, and you're gonna finish up against the AI.
1: Yeah. On the other hand, I mean. The game has enough randomness that you can come back i had just had that same problem with a guy but the guy was such a weasel i mean he was like oh game over oh this sucks oh this is terrible and and then of course like for the next four turns i couldn't get a card to save my life and i was whiffing and then, of course, he shut up and won the game.
0: Right. C- of sounds like you were playing me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that well, let's talk Depressingly little, familiar. Let's
3: talk a little bit about the system, right? I mean, because really, we're talking about Memoir 44 because it's the one that got released. But there's like 40 billion games using this exact same system all by Richard Borg. Right. And right. it's, you know, we're talking about it on a strategy game podcast, but it is a phenomenally random game. I mean, yes. you, what you do is determined by cards and how well you do it's determined by dice. It doesn't get more random than that. But it's no, still it's yep. still satisfying, though. I mean, you still right. at least know what you want to do. It feels strategic because you're you're making that decision. You're you know holding high ground, or hiding in the forest, or taking the bridge. You know you're making those kinds of strategic decisions. It's just a total crapshoot whether or not you can actually pull it off.
0: Now, Bruce, you actually sounded really high on this game, and I, yeah. honestly, yeah. I was a little surprised about surprised by that because, honestly, when I think of games that Bruce Garrick would probably hate, mm-hmm. like Memoir, like comes right to the front of the line. Yeah, There's I hate Memoir Forty Four. I hate that game. But I'm playing that game. All right. What so, am I playing? Well, so that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is like I'm playing a Memoir Forty Four online. <laughs> that makes it. That makes a difference for you. Cuses this is what I want to me. The th-
2: entire
1: thing. How does that change
2: that for us? I mean, me. Because Memoir Forty
1: Four me. is the lamest game ever. It is, and here is the problem with Memoir Forty Four: it takes longer to set that game up than it does to play it. Plus, you knock stuff over. Plus, oh lame. Oh, plus, did we? You roll the dice and it hits the stuff. It, the game <laughs> takes. It's it just it takes so long to play for so little payoff. That's the problem. The problem is that when you play the game, when you play the board game of Memoir Forty Four, it. All that stuff gets in the way, and you just realize you're playing some dicko game with dice and cards, and it's stupid. But if you play it online, you can do that in like ten minutes, right. and that's the perfect thing because one of my other f- all-time favorite games online is Thurn and Taxes because it literally I can literally play a game of that in eight minutes, seven minutes.
3: Right, and it takes if two you- hours to play in person.
1: Oh God! You got to stack the cards. You got to make sure it's reshuffling this and how many cards we're we gonna pull. And every time, you know, I hate when people flip the deck because then you got to take the cards and you got to put them away and gotta pick six new cards up. And it, I mean, it takes longer to actually do the setup and preparation and the, all the Perry game stuff, like in the game where you actually draw the cards or find your colors and put them on the things. Than it does to actually play the actual game. And that's what I hate. But when you do it online through Brett Spielveld. You hit a button, all the cards flip. Yeah. You uh, hit a button; it gives you your card for your, you know, for your route upgrade or whatever. Uh, it uh, it takes away the, the you know you just click on the the post offices and it, it selects the ones that you want. It takes away the ones you don't want. All that stuff. That happens. That is such a pain in the ass. Is gone, and that's but, the thing about memoir that I that I really like.
3: But but the thing about memoir, I mean, I I, I agree with you completely. Right. The the best thing about Brettspiel Welton and all the other ways you can play games like that now is it gets rid of all the bookkeeping, right? And all mm-hmm. the all the shuffling and all that crap. It's not just
1: bookkeeping though. It's not bookkeeping. Bookkeeping is that's a different story. And I actually disagree with you on that. I think bookkeeping is really important. It's fun, or whatever word Tom Chick no, no, would use I, to no, not but like fun. like
3: if you're playing something like Puerto Rico where every turn you got to make sure you reset everything or Agricola where you've got to reload all the little Guys, on all the right, little spaces—that's right, right, just yeah, maintenance. Yeah. That's really what I mean—is Mainten- the maintenance yeah, ma- stuff. maintenance, a maintenance. maintenance yes, maintenance. Maintenance
1: is right, opposed to bookkeeping.
3: Right. Okay. Uh, and fair there's enough. A, that's
1: a, there's a, there, but there's a real, there's a very serious, specific difference.
3: Yes, there is absolutely, and 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 rec- and bookkeeping in terms of like understanding your forces and stuff in a war game, totally right. different. I'm not talking about that. It's fair, it, fair okay. enough. I'm okay. talking about you know trying to keep track of all your freaking pieces in Puerto Rico and who you know which thing went where and all that. Crap, But right. Memoir 44 doesn't actually have that much of it. I mean, it is a pretty it beer does. and pretzels game. It does. It, it does. has some level of setup, but a lot of that setup problem is, it's frankly, setting up scenarios, right? You're looking in this little map book, right? You're trying to I figure out where that, all these little crazy. things just go. By the go.
1: time I'm done doing that, I don't want to play anymore.
3: Right. If you walk no. up to a game that somebody's set up, it plays very quickly and like a beer and pretzels game. Well, then with you have who- to make
1: sure you move all four guys, and then put the guys. Then they fall over, and you got to pick them up. And then you roll the dice, and they hit the guys. No, oh, where was that guy? Oh <laughs> no, he's mad! Hey? Oh,
0: God! You just—you just sound really clumsy, Bruce. Which, given your profession, actually <laughs> maybe somebody you. should <laughs>
3: take your <laughs> turns for you, and you could just tell them what to do.
1: Well, I mean, but the, but but here's the point. So, the the point of the game is you make. reasonable... It's just. It's the 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 the. Parallel to third and Taxes for me is, I mean, it's it's almost perfect because third and Taxes is also a pretty random game where if you if somebody f- flips the cards at a certain time, Bruce, and yeah, exactly, it's and freaking Bruce. Well, the, but see, you have to the thing about the third and, third and Taxes you have to know the probabilities, yeah, and they're 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 harder to know. Then I mean the, the memoir 44 probabilities are right out in front of your face, right? I mean it's like well you know you're, if every time I roll the dice I'm going to kill an infantry unit half the time unless there's some you know whatever, um, and uh, third taxes is a little more hidden. So so people who are paying attention and also know you know some of the patterns of the game have a big advantage. But ultimately if somebody flips the you know if you're missing you know Pilsen and Somebody flips the deck and gets, uh, or you know, if, if somehow three pilsons come up, and then just somebody flips it to get uh, to get rid of all the pilsons because you they know that you don't have any, you're screwed. So that's fine, but the, you still get to make certain you know decisions based on probability and place post offices. Now I'm not I'm not a big fan of the postal service, so playing that <laughs> game only has limited sort of a historical interest for me. But I yeah. I, it's, it's, I still find it you know reasonably entertaining. But I'm a huge fan of military history and like driving tanks around. Right. So the fact that I can make reasonable sort of you know statistical decisions, move the guy across the bridge, and then in a lot of those cases, you know, I, there's there's a there's a hilarious scenario called breakout to Lysianka, which is uh, all about course and pocket. And the idea that they're representing course and pocket with these little guys on this little you know goofy map to me is hilarious. That's just funny, can, and uh,
3: of course, I mean they they might as well just call the scenario Pac-Man, right? Right. <laughs> just like line guys up in a triangle, call mm-hmm. it a day.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's it's just it's it's a it's a it's a it's a way of making some decisions, watching the dice, and it, and it's I mean, I have to I have to say it's interesting and enjoyable to roll the dice and have them all come out. You know, you roll once and and uh, you wipe out a you know a tank unit that had three tanks in it. Well, and
3: and randomness isn't necessarily a bad thing. In games. I agree. I mean, with I've you. been playing right. a ton of Advanced Squad Leader online lately, and uh-huh. oh, really, th- yeah, I have actually. When? I've been playing a ton of Vassal. How come you and, even told me? You know, that's a game that fundamentally Ugh. you can win or lose that game on three dice rolls, right? And mm. and it's totally just a matter of oh, I rolled a one and a two, and a one and a two, and a one and a two on three attacks. Can. I win. I mean, you that can. happens all the time.
1: Yeah, you can, but I mean. It- good players put themselves in positions where yeah, that never actually happened. of
3: course. Of course. But right, right. but you know, what you could actually make a somewhat similar argument about more 44. No, you could. You
1: can never but, be in those yeah. you, you're always there, the the there're not enough there're not enough moves, there're not enough uh, enough It's uh, too
3: short. Variations. It's too short a game. Yeah.
0: Exactly. We should explain a little bit about, you know, what the Memoir game, 44 the game is.
2: That might
0: help. Well, we have, we've covered Memoir 44, actually, right. a couple times on this show, so I think most listeners have some idea of what it is. But, you know, just to, if, if you're listening you don't know what it is, uh, just to bring it up to speed, uh, you know, some of the things that I, I think would make the game sort of, a, you know, the pain in the ass that you described, Bruce, are um, also make it a really appealing entry-level war game. Um, it's got, you know, little, little miniature army men, little miniature tanks, uh, and it's a really nice value proposition because you get a you get basically a blank uh, you get a blank game board and then you've got little like you know hexagonal tiles that you use to sort of construct the scenario map so you know this one board can become you know Dozens and dozens of different battlefields. Yeah, but you also um, reminded me of the fact that you can knock those things over, and those things get slid around, and you have to well, put them back. And you're You've got to stop then, knocking
2: yeah. things over, Bruce. Well, and, and that's <laughs>
0: the thing. Like, you know, the the game itself. Uh, you're, you know, you're supposed to play it in like what three rounds, right? Like, you know, best out of three. Um, no, you actually you're supposed to play it two rounds. You play it, right. it, and then you play
1: it the other way, and whoever got the, the most score. total medals, right? Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and the only and the way you get medals is occasionally you capture a victory point, but the odds are good that you're probably just going to gain medals by killing the enemy troops. Mm-hmm. But uh, those so. games,
1: the games where you do capture victory points in some sort of you know interesting way, they become like kind of story in itself.
3: Yeah, those like are much time, more interesting. Yeah, yeah,
1: and, and that happens, and you remember that, and you're like, oh, that was cool when I had like the the behind the lines. Uh, yes, count, uh, card and I moved my guy and I blew a guy up and then I exited him so I got like two medals out of one guy in one turn. I mean, those are those are, uh, you know, those create interesting stories, which is all part of the whole point of <clears throat> gaming. Right? Yeah,
0: and, and so, I mean, the games themselves when you're actually playing somebody, mm-hmm. uh, just like online, it's probably only going to be you know, well, playing, you know, Playing the physical board game, it's probably only going to take, you know, 20, 30 minutes to play a scenario. Right. Uh, But the the problem is you're still looking at probably an hour and a half of, you -hmm. know, time spent with this game just as you sort of check the map. And did I put that forest in the right place? And, you know, grabbing all these these little tiny army men, which when they get packed together, kind of do become a huge pain. Yes. Work with. They yeah, they look, and they know, all look beyond. the
3: same, and yeah, and it, it does become an issue. And the other thing that I think for – for a ca- the, the thing that's a barrier to casual war gamers that, that, that actually make a game like Battle Cry, which is the Civil War version of this game, which is dirt simple. I mean, there's no – not much variety in that at all, but it's the same core system. In Memoir, they started introducing sort of scenario complexity pretty early. So if you work through the scenario book, by the time you're like, I don't know, maybe the fourth, fifth, sixth scenario in the book – you're introducing rangers and and you know units that have special abilities in certain situations, or you're introducing scenarios that have sort of unique and interesting win conditions, which as real strategy gamers, if I can put air quotes around that, make it a much more interesting game, but actually kind of put a barrier into it for, for casual players because I think there's that sense of just when you figured out the game, they've changed all the rules on you.
1: Uh, uh, <clears throat> that may be true. I, I really don't have a good sense for how complex a game has to be to start putting off casual war gamers. I find that I, if anybody is really interested in war gaming, then they're going to pick up the fact that, you know, elite units have an extra guy and, right. you know, can the engineers can move to and still battle and that kind of thing. I, mean, I, I don't think it's that big a deal.
0: Well, yeah. and actually, I mean, it, it's one of the things that sort of redeems the game because I think if you were to look at the, the core rules of MWR44, you've got a game that would pale very, very quickly. You know, you you know, you, there's a limited number of things you would see happening. But well, it's, in this it's game. battle, yeah. it's
3: battle cry. Very simple. Right. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. But it's one of the one of the great things about about memoir. And I have I have no experience with the expansion sets, so uh, you guys will have to speak to that a little uh-huh. bit. But one of the, one of the great things is, you know, by introducing special case rules for each scenario and everything, you can actually generate a lot of possibilities. You know, without making this core rule set you know, too difficult. Like, I think, you know, it, it's it's an awkward comparison to bring up ASL right now, but it's one of the, it, you know, that's a game where it tries to build a rule set that will handle, you know, pretty much any any combat circumstance. There are still special scenario rules Mm-hmm. But they're still trying to figure out, you know, how do we simulate warfare? Here, this, you know, this is a game that doesn't even doesn't even try to do that. But it will choose some interesting feature of a battle, and say, well, this is what we're going to do for this scenario. And here, you know, this is the special thing you have to remember while you're playing this, and everything else is the same.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I guess another thing about it is that the uh, the the little changes in the rules can actually add up to huge um, sort of. You can you can simulate a whole bunch of things with just a few little tweaks and and in on the um, the really thing I, I like about the online version is the graphics. I mean, all you have to do is just make everything white, and all of a sudden you're in Russia. It's, yeah, right? all of a sudden you're yeah. in
3: the snow. Make everything buildings, and all of a sudden you're there. Yeah, right. um, I mean that's great. I, and and the expansions. I mean, I will say this about the expansions from mmr Forty Four. I was concerned because I do love this system. I it's my favorite beer and pretzels wargaming system. I don't really think of it as a war game. It's it's just a great board game that happens to be in World War II. Um, but, but the expansions really add complexity in an interesting way. Like the Air Pack, which came out, has, I don't know, 8, 12... Little fighter guys that fly that fly around on little stands over the board and Mm. introduces new cards and new scenarios and and it makes it a really interesting game. All of a sudden, I don't know whether that's in any of that stuff is in the online version. I don't know how deep they're going into the expansion pool. I think there are almost twenty expansions for the physical game.
1: Are you serious?
3: Um, Yeah, yeah. There's a ton, and a lot of them are quite small. I mean, a lot of them are. Oh, here's a map board, right? Or oh, Mm -hmm. here's you know a little box with an extra two dozen units because now you're playing the Japanese, right? I mean, they're they're these sort of little micro expansions. Um, For the most part, I I probably have four or five of them. For the Mm -hmm. most part, they've been very satisfying, Right, yeah. the, the stuff they when they introduced, I can't remember what the expansion was called, but there's one expansion that introduces Jungle Combat. It's the South Pacific. you know, It's a core South Pacific set, right. if you will. And that really captures the sort of feel of slogging through and poor visibility and man-to-man. I mean, it has a different feel to it with just a few, like you said, with a few tiny rules tweaks and a couple different mm-hmm. terrain pieces. Right. So
2: the expectation is, are all these things going to be coming to Steam? I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see so many people on my Steam list actually playing. Memoir 44. I think it's great to see more. I want to see more of these games coming uh, to Steam, especially since the adaptation is just so visually attractive. I mean, just the interface is amazing. Um, Just how all the information's there. That It's you can pick it up very, very quickly. Even if you don't know the rules, uh, it doesn't take too long to figure them out, even just through mucking around in it. But is the expectation that these expansions are going to be coming to the Steam version? One would or? think it's
3: cheap, right? I mean, how much does it? Yeah. How much does it cost for them to introduce the terrain from the Pacific Theater and th- that set of units? I mean, what? So it's painting a bunch of units a different color and making three new tiles or something. Right? But would, they well, they,
2: would they be selling that? Would they be selling as DLC? Or I'm the sure the they would. The, the scenario's already in
1: the game. The scenario is already in the game. Okay. Well, I mean, those, the Pacific's yeah. already in there. I mean, okay. n- not all of it, but, I mean, basically, I mean, we can look at the game itself and, uh, you
2: know. What, do you want to talk about the whole the scenario thing. It's not quite clear to me what you're paying for because you are paying for things uh, as you move along. Um,
1: no, you're paying for the, the the way you pay is you're paying to play. Yes. Like, I started this thing with, like, 90 gold ingots, and I'm down to 36. So, I, haven't,
2: I haven't spent an ingot at all. No. Yes. You yeah. Have. You have. Gonna, you just you're did. You're gonna run out. Oh, I just did not know I was paying ingots. Right. Oh, yeah. See, it's in, the, in
0: the matchmaking screen, you'll see a thing where, like, cost to play or something, and it's like three ingots per game. Oh, okay. And so that's it's right there above where the match where the players are listed.
2: Ah. See. Why is not I not? Why did I not see that?
1: Yeah, and if you look in the upper right, like when you're in the matchmaking screen. You know, you have, uh, yeah, exactly. Where, are yeah. yeah, exactly, right there. And then, and then, when you click on a scenario, it'll tell you. Like, if I click on Japanese counterattack, it'll tell me one in six medals costs three, so it's going to cost me three gold ingots to play that. I have thirty-six gold ingots, so I could play that scenario twelve times, and I'd be done. I'd be out of ingots. Right. And to I would be have to fair,
3: go, I think it's like sixty dollars buys you three thousand gold ingots. Twenty-four hundred so, yeah. buys you twenty-four hundred. Okay. Twenty four. Yeah,
0: and eight dollars gets you two hundred. So that's right. like what sixty six games for eight for eight bucks. Like yeah. that's a pretty you know, good I, deal. Yeah, and that's the thing. I saw some people on Twitter, uh, you know, commenting that any sort of pay to play system is kind of doomed in free to play because just people react to it as if you're being punished for playing the game. But I gotta believe there's a threshold. What I mean, that's that crazy becomes- talk.
2: People are crazy, Bruce.
0: Well, I mean, but what's
1: it? Eight dollars.
0: Cu- customers' reactions to pricing are, is not always rational. I mean, that's that's just a fact yeah, of life. No, but I gotta believe this is this is below that threshold. Where I mean, if you you know, if you just do the math, you're paying what? Like just just a shade over a dime per game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's eight dollars. Yeah.
0: I I mean, I I couldn't get home from work without
1: spending eight dollars. <laughs>
3: yeah and and you know certainly when you start thinking about the cost of the game and the cost of expansions and all that stuff i mean I, this isn't like my favorite game ever or anything like that right. and i'm probably 200 bucks into it yeah i mean in, I, in the physical I, world you know on the
1: physical world, yeah i had i was very uh i should um thank days of wonder when i uh years ago um they sent me a copy of memoir and some expansions and i i checked it out and like I said, I just, it's not—it's not the kind of game that I want to spend a whole bunch of time uh, setting up and playing. But this this online thing, I mean, is just is just fantastic. I mean, it's it's everything that uh, I would want out of a game like this.
3: You know, on the other end of the spectrum. Um, you know, R- Richard Borg, um, who I see every year at Gen Con is, is a bit of a friend. I mean, I, we played a lot of games together mm-hmm. over the last 10 years and he sets up this thing at Gen Con where he does whatever version of this system, which he's been pimping now for a decade, uh-huh. whatever, you know, whether it was battle lore or memoir or, um, or battle cry, uh, or, or Command and colors, ancients, he sets up a mm-hmm. miniatures table mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like six feet by 12 Wow, the, he- the hexes are about six inches across, mm-hmm. and he 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 basically reconstructs a memoir board using you know incredibly intricately painted scale miniatures and trees and hill terrain and water terrain and all that stuff.
1: Yeah,
3: <clears throat> and he usually sets it up as an overlord scenario, which is where you put two boards together and you have. Three people playing their section of the board and one mm. person who's in charge of the cards, basically. Got it. So now, I
0: have, I have never done that. It always struck me as maybe too much of a good thing. How does it work in practice? Well,
3: when you're playing with just two boards, it's a little weird because you've actually got eight people crammed around a table that's just got two board games on it. And that's mm-hmm. a bit much. When you actually spread it out over a 12-foot-wide table when, you know, and, and you're making the decision to move, you know, these big heavy you know, 25 millimeter scale guys around and tanks that are four inches long and all that stuff. Then it starts feeling more normal because you don't even know what the guy on the other end of the table is doing. Um, There's a lot of waiting time, but that adds a level of spectacle to it that honestly it makes it a hell of a lot of fun to play. And it makes it into a spectator sport, even though it's the same goddamn game and it's still just this kind of random dice fest.
1: Yeah i can imagine i mean that the i mean that's the whole point of i wish somebody would do that with uh with red barricades
3: <laughs> yeah that'd be a lot of hexes Six in like, Texas, a mini- you need, like you need, like, you need like a basketball court with six yeah. inch hexes oh yeah. i I'm, I'm all over
0: it i'm believe me i i'd do it in a second or That'd, or, that'd be like or, a living chess set you'd have people like walking
1: through like a miniature Stalingrad. i uh, believe me i' mean, it's gonna happen i'm gonna i'm gonna build that one day.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Bruce Garrick is going to buy a building. And I will. Red I Red will. Barricades I'll do it. No it. problem. You must do a barn up
2: there in Massachusetts. Should RabbitCon 2012 find a barn? Have and you seen the
3: map for Red Barricades? It's like there ain't no barn big enough. Sixty hexes wide by a hundred and fifty hexes tall. <laughs>
1: Great. Nothing. I pay metalsmiths smiths. Make me little tiny barbed wire. <laughs>
3: Oh dear! You just buy a well, lot of HeroScape terrain and just click it all together.
0: I don't know what that is, but it sounds great. We're doing it. <laughs> there, there is something to be said for that that sort of vividness, though, in, in board gaming, just as in computer gaming, where you know graphics matter to an extent. A really a, a really great set of components can make the pedestrians seem really exciting.
1: Yeah, well, that was that was I think Julian's whole point. That was a great use of the word spectacle. I mean, just watching people pick up a giant tank and move it and then roll some dice, I mean, right. that's kind of neat, right? When you I mean, pick
3: up a four-inch tank and you're rolling it into an infantry unit that's standing in an open field, I defy you not to go, boom! I mean, you can't, right? We're all seven years old at heart. Yeah, that's pretty much
1: true. That's true. And I mean, But that's a great thing. That's the greatest thing about this game is that, you know, you really are seven years old and you just move all this stuff around and it only takes so... It, that is, for me, I mean, I, I, I just don't... I no longer have the time. I no longer have the patience. Or I no longer really have the lack of shame to sit and spend <laughs> eight hours playing a freaking computer game. I can't do it. it what would you do this weekend? Nah, I played a computer game. <laughs> okay. I mean, Whatever. But I mean, but 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 just you can
2: send your to... hate mail to Bruce Garrick. At. You play, go
1: for it, please, You're <laughs> doing Or your do
3: cocaine it. refills.
1: Yeah, I'm telling <laughs> you, when I can't. I mean, I, you know what I'm talking.
0: About. Yes, you know I exactly know. what I'm I talking. Totally about. I
3: totally know what you're talking about. That's but why absolutely. it's so damn funny. <laughs> You've all been there.
1: So, yeah, but, I mean, I just can't, can't do that anymore. It's, 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 but, but now, you know, if I, if I want to move the little guys around and pretend that, you know, there's the stuff. The Red Barricades scenario, I mean, before, for, for all the, the, the listeners that had no idea what we were talking about earlier, Red Barricades is a historical scenario, uh, a historical module for uh, ASL, which is out of print now, actually. I have, like, four copies of it.
3: I'll you know, buy one. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, and... Uh, you know, it's 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 like a, a you know a complete uh, supposedly from historical maps uh, reconstruction of uh, Red Barricades factory, and you plays campaign games over it. But there's a there's a Red Barricade scenario in uh, Memoir 44. Right, it's got a couple and, little
3: buildings in it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but you know the thing about it is like like uh, I was playing with a friend of mine in Chicago, and this that's the other thing about but that I love about Memoir is that you know um, obviously I have a job that takes basically up my entire life, and I don't really get to see people, friends, talk to them that much, and so when they happen to be on Skype, I say, hey, you know, want to play some memoir? And they say, sure. And so we get on, we chat a little bit, I roll some dice, and they're like, oh, you killed my guys, or oh, you totally whiffed. And then, you know, and then you, you move on, and, and and in the in the midst of that, like the other night, we are playing the Red Barricade scenario, I was playing with a friend of mine, and he's like, you know, this is actually pretty cool, it's just, I mean, it's like a little Stalingrad thing, and, uh, you know there's special rules for snipers there's special rules for you know factory there's uh you know you have all these uh, objectives and you know you roll some dice move your guys and you're done in 20 minutes and it, it's it's a it's a it's a way to play without you know making your play take over your life
0: i mean i love it yeah i mean i in a lot of ways it's even more convenient than you know say a real time strategy game i mean um you know, my girlfriend is living somewhere else right now uh, for an internship, and it's you know it's difficult to you know block that hour to commit fully to an RTS game, you know, and just pay you know all, all your tensions focused on that. But a game like Memoir, you know, you're just sort of doing that while you do other things. You're keeping an eye on your email. You're you know you know balancing your checkbook, whatever. And it's it's this it's this low commitment game. It only takes a few minutes. Mm. Um, it's mm-hmm. just. You know, it's like, it's really the best of both worlds. It's, it's the best of, uh, you know, online matchmaking and the best of, you know, light board gaming. You know, so, so I wrote a post on this, uh, you know, an impressions piece uh, over mm-hmm. a PC gamer, and one yeah. of the first comments, one of the only comments on it, PC gamer audience, where the hell are the strategy gamers? Seriously, this is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But one of the first comments was, um, you know, Memoir 44 is childless crap. Uh, you'd be much better off if you want casual wargaming. You know, get Panzercore. That's a, that's a real wargame, and it's not just this. You know, oh, and God. that's the, that. And that's the argument. That 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 memoir is so luck based. Uh, so so simple. It's it's too simple. It's simplistic. Well, I can address that, which Go. is the
1: fact that I played Panzercore, but I played Panzer. I just I, I had played Panzer Corps, Sorry. So shoot me. Panzer General. That kind of game. I mean, it's a very. Is it still as much of a puzzle game as as the old one was?
3: oh for well, sure yeah the for campaign
1: sure. is yes but right. if you're playing if you're playing with someone else no well but I mean I guess the campaign I and mean, but when it, when you play those things the whole uh, attraction of that of Panzer general was the fact that your units would get more experience and you would you know take them through the campaign or whatever and the thing that I really don't like about that is that there's a solution and I really hate puzzle games I because if I want to play a puzzle game if I want a puzzle I'll just you know put a puzzle together or whatever um, and I, I really don't like single solution games. The the thing about uh, memoir and games that have a lot of random, have a, a large random element to them, is that you can make decisions based on the random element and say, well, you know, in this game, if this happens, I'm going to try to attack them. You know, I'm going to try to do this like left left flanking thing that probably wouldn't work but i got a couple good rolls, so i'm gonna take advantage of that and so the games play out very differently um and you can play the same scenario. i mean i, I don't know how many l- breakout to Lysiankas i've played i mean i've only i probably played about 20 25 games of of memoir online total so um it, it's not a huge uh and it's n of of not that many but i mean if i've played like six or seven of those scenarios i mean i remember sort of the way each one of those went and I don't really care how you know how many scenarios of, of, of Panzer General I played because I know that in order to play them optimally they all had to play out the same. So uh the, the randomness changes the the sort of the story of the game and the outcome and I'm okay I'm okay whiffing on three rolls to end the game that I should have won because it makes a nice story and I'm done in fifteen minutes. And it's over, yeah, and it's, it's not it's, a big it's deal.
3: It's very different when it's the end of a three-hour game of War of the Ring, exactly. and you whiff yes, on exactly. something, and you're like,
1: oh, dead! Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that, exactly. I, I agree. That's that's the whole that's the whole thing right there.
3: Welcome to the Julian and Bruce Agree Show.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is the weirdest goddamn show ever.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I am seriously, like, just sort of, like, curling the fetal position on my office chair. Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. <laughs> And the, yeah. thing,
1: the thing that I haven't mentioned, but that I should, is that this is actually how it really happened.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is how what it really happened, Bruce? World War Two,
3: As far as I can tell. Right. People people moved a few chits around, they rolled some dice, yeah. and it was over.
1: Well, it was, yeah, I mean, it, there it were, there was were a few speeches. that's There were a few good speeches,
3: yeah. right? That's, true. that's Churchill, true. Churchill said a few things, smoked a few cigars, what? it was over. When, when Manstein Man's drew behind the
1: lines... Yeah, that's what he did. That's why the backhand blow was all about. <laughs> uh,
0: French army's just saying they like didn't think he was going to pull that.
1: Yeah, that's what they didn't have. They didn't have like a like a left flank assault card. Now, it's all this is this is I mean <clears throat> I should say for for uh um for for uh people who are listening who are thinking of first of all, just download it for free on Steam and play. Uh I still haven't I don't think I've quite gotten to the end of my free time, so I have no I have no monetary investment in the game at this point at all. Right. Um. And I I will at some point. The um. We should for in fairness to the um. Uh. You know the propagation of accurate information. We should tell people how it works. There's like three things you can do. You can buy a uh an eight dollar. They have you know they have military related names because that's marketing. You can ask Troy about that. Uh. There's <laughs> There's a sergeant I won't, I won't pack, it. a captain pack, and a major pack. So it's, it's basically eight bucks, thirty bucks, and sixty. I
3: know which one you bought. You've got the major pack. Uh,
1: I haven't bought anything. <laughs> I, I literally have not. I have not spent any money on this game. But the the sergeant pack is eight dollars, so it's two hundred uh, gold ingots. Thirty bucks gets you a thousand, and then uh, sixty bucks gets you twenty four hundred plus. It gets you thirty bucks uh, of credit for. Um, Purchasing the the actual hard, uh, hard copy, uh, board game or expansions. So right. sixty dollars thing is actually a really good deal. I mean, if you don't have the game at all, for sixty dollars bu- the game costs fifty. Uh, I think the board 50, game yeah. costs sixty bucks. Sixty yeah. cheap game.
3: So 45 dollars at your online retailer of choice.
1: Yeah. So you know, not that it, you
0: should buy from your online retailer. Right. Yeah. Well. Anyway,
1: uh, that's a, that's a, that's a different show, but. Um, 30, you get thirty bucks credit, and uh, you get uh, you know twenty four hundred gold ingots, which is, gosh, I mean, divided by three, I mean you can play the game eight hundred times. So, I mean, I've been playing, I've been playing Thurn and Taxes. Well, oh, what I was going to say you. is I've been I've been playing Thurn and Taxes for the last like five years or however, and I think I'm
0: almost up to eight hundred games. Hey, this is a dumb and obvious question, but does is there an iOS version of this?
3: No, there should mm. be, because it would be perfect <laughs> on the iPad.
0: Yeah, there is not, not. That's a shame. Yeah, I mean, as far as pricing goes, like, for me, I, I honestly think, for me, it's going to be, like, the $8 package, because here, here's my theory. Yeah. Because this has been the pattern with Memoir for me, you know, since I bought the game, uh-huh. is I go through this phase where I'm really high on it. Right. And then I just get completely bored and done with it. Yeah. And then six months later, something happens. I'm like, I want to go back to that, yeah. and I suspect it's going to repeat with you know the online version, where I'm going to run, I'm going to blow through my free games. Mm-hmm. I'll re up for the small package, get right. halfway through that, mm-hmm. and then I won't touch it for three months. That's legit. That's nothing wrong with that.
1: That's fine. I mean, I <clears throat> I think that's probably you know how a lot of people will play it. You know, get they get. The, I mean, I played, I played the heck out of. Um, Ticket to Ride online when it came out. Yeah. This actually feels very similar to Ticket to Ride. The the, the matchmaking is similar. Um, I have to say, I'm not I'm not 100 completely sold on the matchmaking in this game. There's some Why things not? that does really well.
2: I, well, let me Except just get on Except for take us forever to find each other at night.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, once you know how it works, I mean, it's 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 fine. I mean, it, let's see here. I mean, I get in. You know, I'd I'd like to have. I, I would just like to have a better way of seeing who's online. Although, I guess if
2: I guess I wanted to search by name. I mean, you gave me your name, and I couldn't find it. I had to go through the stupid alphabetic list with four hundred right. names.
0: Yeah, so it's not really. It's not. That's the thing. It's not really integrated with Steam, right? You can no. run it through Steam, but it's right. not like you can use your friends list. And no, you can't. find you know. someone. You've got no. to go through Days of Wonders on. Well, service. and and I haven't.
3: I didn't really look yet, but I mean, I have a different name. I've been playing this game forever over at Days of Wonder, mm-hmm. and. I don't seem to be connected. Not that I would necessarily expect him to be connected just because I have the same email on my steam account, but mm-hmm. I, 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 some, there must be a way to rationalize the fact that I've already paid for stuff.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like I remember, cause I signed up for the days that I, I signed up for their online service before they attached it to steam. Mm-hmm. And I am like, I'm like 75% sure that because I owned the board game, I was able to punch in a little code yeah, and, and that got you everything like, but yes.
3: Memoir Forty Four.
0: Yeah, every everything I owned physically, I yes. could play unlimited amounts of online, and maybe I'd have to pay for the expansions, whatever. But right. the game I have sitting in my closet, I also had online.
3: Mm-hmm. Not the case with Memoir Forty Four.
1: That's the old. That's the old. Uh, that's the old Days of Wonder model. That was how basically Ticket to Ride was. Like if you yep. got, yep, you if you yep. had the game, you could just say, Hey, here's proof I bought it, and they said, Oh, great, here, play it online.
3: Right, so, so I'm, yeah. I'm
0: logged in. I'm logged into that same account. I know it's the same account, but suddenly everything's costing me ingots. No, 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 just Memoir44
3: is costing me ingots.
0: Right. Well, I'm not playing anything else.
3: Well, then. Well, that's your that, problem. That's your problem. Tough. Welcome to life. <laughs> look, look, Bruce and I are just going to finish each other's sentences, and later we're going to go get <laughs> our nails done and like talk about boys.
0: Yeah, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. You want to come? Oh, my God. <laughs> So, so yeah. Troy, where, where are you on this? Because, I mean, it, it, to me, it does seem to hinge sort of on this question of, you know, I mean, there's no denying this is convenient. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's, it's an easy, quick hit of fun. Sure. But is it a good war game in your eyes? No, of course not, but it's not supposed to be. I mean, it's, it's a good
2: introductory board game. It's a quick, short diversion. I, mean, I bought Memoir 44 for my brother-in-law. Uh, as of to get him more into board gaming, because so he's doing some board gaming. Uh, but I said, look, here's Memoir 44, because we like war, military history. Here's something simple, easy to understand. Um, we can get into it and do a little some basic war game stuff going on, because it has hexes, which you know is really a, people underestimate the intimidation factor of the the mere hex. Uh, but there it is. But uh, it, it, it's not a war game. It's not meant to be a war game. It is a game where you move things around and you. Roll dice and blow things up. I mean, Command and Colors is more a legitimate war game because it actually has you know a lot of uh, rules about evasion and the like compared to uh, this game where you just line your troops up and how many things do you have, how many dice do you roll, and what are the little icons, and there you go. So um, if it is the not war games a great, have to
1: have evasion,
2: uh, Command and Colors has, has e- evasion. Yeah, if you if you have. Light troops can evade heavier troops, and I got it. Okay. they can evade okay. off yeah. the map. Sorry, it's interrupt. actually a Go. very, very clever little system, okay. uh, but it involves some actual uh, war game planning, and it has it has leader units which have quite a bit of impact because of the uh, period being covered. But this is it's a it's it's a war game set in World War II uh, that has little tank units and your roll dice. It's an introductory game for board gaming, and it's quick and it's fast and it's fun. Um it's not meant to be a serious war game and to approach it as a war game to compare it to something like panzer Corps, which has the pretense of being a war game and in multiplayer actually does actually have some uh war game components that it doesn't have in the single player campaign really. Uh is kinda of misses the mark of what Memoir forty four really is and what it tries to be. It is a game that happens to be set in World War ii Just like the old like Axe and Allies isn't a war game. It's a game that has, you know, territories, and they just happen to be named Nazi Germany and Soviet Russia. Uh, it's what it is. Um, I, I think that convenience is is not a small thing, especially for a board game, it does take time to set up. I mean, Bruce and I played the other night, and it was over in 15 minutes. We played tonight, and it was over in half an hour. Um, 20 minutes. 20, 20 minutes. This is, this, is, this, is a, this is a great lunch hour game. Um, where it's not a brilliant game. It's not a great, elaborate, deep system. Your strategy will only get you so far. You will get screwed by the dice because you always get screwed by the dice. You cannot beat the house. Um, and eventually the rules are going to turn against you, which they, they always turn against me because Bruce isn't that much better a strategist than I am. <laughs> so it's... Convenience is not a small thing, and I think it's great this is coming to Steam because it is an introductory war game that will hopefully bring people into... The other Days of Wonder stuff, which is a little bit deeper, some of it, um, and also other types of war games, Steam is the number one online gaming platform. I mean, I love Brettspiel. I play a lot of stuff on Brettspiel. Um, but it is, you know, the whole DE at the end uh, isn't turns a lot of people off, I think. And if you don't have your thing set up, it all babbles at you in German. To have these games come to uh, Steam is a good thing. But there's
1: a difference, Troy, yeah. and, and, and I think you ahead. mentioned it, or somebody mentioned it, that, that, that I mean, <clears throat> the Brett Spielfeld interfaces are getting better and better, but yes. this interface is just so slick, and, it is, uh, for you sure. know, as, as, as Julia mentioned, I mean, it, sometimes you wish, okay, yeah, I'm retreating there, just go, just move the guy there, I know, uh, you have to, but, I mean, even so, right, If there's a, if there's only one hex where you can retreat... It does not The game just moves it. It th- moves your unit there. I mean, it takes a little while. It makes a little tank sound or whatever, yada yada. But it just does it. So I mean, there's there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of wasted effort in that game. You click on the guys, the dice roll.
0: You um,
3: there's a lot of animation. Uh, you see
0: the results. Yeah, it's. You mean, know, I I to defend the animation just briefly there because mm-hmm. honestly, I think. That, that to me is part of the faithful translation. Honestly, like so you right. can't have the nice board with the little miniatures and everything. So what do you do? You add sort of this, you know, m- multimedia bullshit, right? Uh, but,
3: but, it, it, but that but sort of brings it, across it, the it flavor. Takes, just it make takes. Make it go faster,
1: please.
0: Or
3: just take. Give me faster, a checkbox. Yeah. Just give me a checkbox. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. I'm, I'm not saying take it out of the game. I appreciate it. Right. It will make my son want to play it more. That's great. Right. But. You know, at this point, I've played 100 games of Memoir 44 online. I'm done. I don't need to see it, right? And that's one of the beautiful things about a lot of the other online systems is that they really let you go for speed. It's like playing online poker, right? You can play 100 hands of online poker an hour.
0: Before we call it a night... You know, when, when when we called you guys, uh, we heard the tail end of what sounded like a massacre. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wh- It didn't start a- as a
2: massacre. It ended mm-hmm. as a massacre. Right, mm-hmm.
0: so could you guys give us just a, a quick AAR of what the scenario is, what the special tweaks are? Just give us a flavor of, like, what is a more advanced um, memoir scenario like, uh, once you get beyond the intros? Troy, you wanna you want to take a shot at that? Uh, this was
2: set in North Africa. What was the name of it? Um... The A Troy's hell- Hellfire Pass! Hell, hellfire Pass. Probably called because there were minefields in the middle that the British had to charge through uh, mm-hmm. to get to the Italians on the other side. Uh, Bruce was the Italians in an entrenched position. He had artillery units, and I had to send... I had more armor, but they had to pretty much go through minefields and had to cut through barbed wire to get to him. Um, so I had... I guess you could say better units, because I had more armor, but I also had a bit of a difficult approach. Um, Things were very even, actually, for the first, pretty much, two-thirds of the game. We weren't actually killing a lot of each other. There were a lot of missed rolls. Then, you know, just people just started getting on the roll. Uh, The right cards come up, uh, the right dice get rolled. Um, We had... uh, I made one play, then he counterattacked, then I counterattacked his counterattack. And it was a lot of give and take there that I got the worst end of, and I think was I think that was the the, the turning point. He could take advantage of his counterattack, and I couldn't use mine. And from there on in, it was uh, just him rolling me up um, with air attacks and the like. Um, the minefields uh, slowed me down because like, you have to stop, right? And when you stop, uh, you can't move forward. You can't push. I tried to make some have some movement in the right flank, but was held up by an entrenched uh, unit. Um, I didn't have the cards to push. Not that he had really great cards either. Uh, just he took better advantage of them, and uh, he rolled better dice. It was an interesting scenario. I I like the ones where, I mean, it was this wasn't a scenario. I mean, your standard memoir forty-four scenario has attack and defense. There really aren't many which are you know both sides. You only have to meet in order to encounter each other. No meeting engagements. No, there really aren't. And this was your classic. You know, I have to. I had to come and get him. Uh, there was no way that either of us would win otherwise. I mean, he, And for me to do that, um, he had artillery sitting back there that could just take some shots, which weren't a lot of fun, and I had to go through minefields. But I'm not going to downplay the fact that, you know, he played some smart plays, he bunched a lot of stuff up in the center, uh, had a lot of good center cards, and just kept pummeling and pummeling and pummeling, and my tanks just kept getting uh, beaten away. Um, and it the, we started, like I said, it was very even for the first two thirds of the game. it ended up being, you know, a six-two loss, which was closer than our previous game, mm-hmm. which I think was like a five-one loss or something mm-hmm. ridiculous.
1: But. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I will make a point. You you just brought it up about how you know everything bunches up in the center. The game, <laughs> for and, and we've kind of blown so far past this for people yeah. who don't know what the game is. I'm you know, sorry right. we didn't sure, explain sure. more. We should have, but or I should have. But uh, the game is all based on medals so you, you, know, you gain medals for things and, and uh, mostly it's for blowing other units up but you can also gain medals for achieving objectives or exiting units off the map and uh, there is a way you know, for, the, for, for the British to exit you know, through the German position but uh, it's, it's unlikely and it's not really generally useful because to do that you sort of expose your units to fire for uh, long enough to get blown up so what Troy did was he on his right flank, my left flank. He actually moved all his guys, and he kind of just completely vaporized everybody on my on my left flank. So I really had I had nobody there, and I had a couple you know flank the cards uh, allow you to attack on uh, you know left, center, or right, or there's some cards that allow you to you know order whoever you want <coughs> or whomever you want, and uh, uh, or kind of mix and match. But um, I had nobody on the left. And I had cards yeah. for the left, but I had nobody on the left, so I couldn't really do anything with those cards. But, um, but I but had didn't... No one...
2: I could I could do nothing on the right because I had have the cards to take advantage of it.
1: Right, and but it also it also didn't give you that big of a tactical advantage because, right. um, and but you could argue you could argue that in the desert that's exactly how it was. You know, unsupported infantry really were not able to, uh, to. Advance and, and take ground and and really have any uh, you know tactical impact at all if they were just by themselves. So, yeah, but that's
2: that's you know. Well, whatever. Yeah, that's, I'm not going to argue. I mean, I'm yeah, not going to argue if, I, if, if I'd had the cards, then they would
1: have been able to charge. Well, but what would you have done with those guys? See, that's the thing. They would have
2: taken that. a. Vic- they would have tried to take a victory point, forced you to move some stuff out of the center.
1: Well, you couldn't have got. I mean, it would have taken too long to get there. I think is is the. Well, that's because because so,
2: because there was there were some berms there that I had to cross, and yeah, that would have right. still me down.
1: But I mean, the 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 ultimate thing was Troy was attacking, I was defending, and. Uh, you had
2: anti tank, you had artillery, and. Yeah, we was, had a bunch of
1: different interesting units. Yep. Uh, anti tank units. Uh, there were minefields. Uh, I had the, uh, the, the,
2: the bar, barbed wire, which is
1: always fun. Yeah. Barbed wire Italians. It was it was it was a it was a, it was a everybody loves
2: Italians. Match. Yep. And right. I won. And he won again. Yep. And yeah. we'll, be playing, we'll be playing some more.
0: Yep. Oh 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 yeah. Oh we'll be playing. Uh, so before we wrap it up, uh, just a brief reminder. This is the third week of our annual fundraiser. You know we we've gone through some of the reasons you should donate to us. Just you know just to reiterate. Uh, you know especially for myself and our producer Michael Hermes. Uh, Three Moves Ahead is a significant. Uh, it represents a significant commitment of uh, time and effort. Uh, when things when things go smoothly, it's not that big a deal. But as uh, we've so often seen, how often do things really go smoothly here? Uh, <laughs> you know, as far as the fundraiser goes, uh, this is just you know your chance to, as as Troy so wonderfully puts it, uh, to tip the server. You know, just let us know you appreciate what we're doing, and uh, you know, hopefully, brought us you know just a just a little bit of reward, just a little bit of uh, uh, show of support and thanks. Uh, for for what we do here every week and uh you know i really hope that And you over can this
2: find past- the donate button on com in the upper right sidebar. Yes.
0: Bar. And i really hope that uh you feel that the quality of the show over this past year has is such that uh you, you would feel that would be something that's uh that, that'd be worth a little of your money. Just give uh, these guys some money dudes. Yeah, seriously. Uh, cuz you know i want to i want to be where i want to be where Bruce is tonight. And uh, my dealer is just not gonna give that to me. (laughs) Nice. Well, last last question, guys. You know, we got Memoir Forty Four on Steam. What what board game do you want to see next on Steam? ASL. (laughs) Did I just hear both of you say ASL? Yes.
3: No, no, no. No, Because we already have a great implementation of ASL. Nobody's gonna make an AI for ASL, so we have Basil. We're done. Well,
1: have. uh, uh, I uh, It would be better if it implemented what, the rules. what,
3: what yeah. I want is rules enforcement and War yes. of the Ring:
1: Rules
0: enforcement and War of the Ring: Yes really yeah so you want you want Steam War of the Ring
3: Yeah all right. War that's... of the
1: Ring, the board game war of the Ring: yeah by spi
3: 1977 No no, no, no no, no. Although that's a really fun game too, because you can actually march a tree into salt on Mordor, which is great. yes,
1: you can. That's actually a better. I think that's a better game. It's, it's a great awesome.
3: game. It's not better than yeah. War of the Ring, but it's oh, a great game. The- I oh. love that game. Oh. That was one of my very Heritage. first. One of my very first experiences with wargaming. was that. <laughs> and,
2: and so the Julian Bruce harmony comes to an end
3: <laughs> 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 on the borders of Mordor,
2: as it so often has in the past.
0: <laughs> it's a bit like Saruman and Gandalf. You know, <laughs> uh, things couldn't go. proceed this smoothly forever. There you go. How about you, Troy?
2: I like to see Command and colors. actually. Uh, I think it's because it's the Borg system, and they've shown they can do that. And I'd like to see them you know, try to... That's you know, the ancient world, my thing. And uh, try to kick the rules and uh, complex it up a notch and see if they can pull that off.
0: Uh, for me, BattleTech. Oh, uh, you know, that would be mm. great. You know, it's sort of the same thing here. Is it's a little fiddly to set up. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of you know maintenance. You know, scratching off uh, you know armor markers on your battle mech and everything. Right. There's a lot of fun things that would be nice to not have to deal with. The other thing that makes this such a perfect candidate, though, is you know if you remember one of the great things about the BattleTech universe. Is there's this whole like expanded universe where you can have like you know planetary assaults going on. You can be managing like a mech mm-hmm. company and scavenging equipment, and really that's a difficult thing to do. It's you know it's it's even harder than keeping together a D and D group. You know right. I mean somebody's <laughs> yeah. got to run all this stuff. Right. Uh, but can you imagine like you know putting together you know opposing mech companies online you know for a weekly scrimmage right. game or something like that? I mean that's just you know that's that's war fantasy time. Uh so I mean if if Catalyst Game Labs can, can get that, uh mm-hmm. that you know, that would be Isn't Faz yeah. out of
1: business though? Well yeah, Faz is out of
3: yeah, Catalyst, Catalyst owns it and they've done a, a great ah, job. Great the the new box they printed is awesome.
0: Yeah, they just they just re released uh their twenty fifth anniversary edition, I think it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean it is just it is gorgeous. Right. Uh, and they've really gone a long way to sort of wow. um Harmonizing all the expanded materials they released over the years, they've sort of rationalized all of that. Wow! So, I mean, this is a, this is a game that you know it's it's better than ever. But now, I would really love to play sort of the larger metagame, uh, you know, online. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean that that would be that would be my war gamer fan to something. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to buy choice. that and never play it.
1: But I can I, can I change my answer? Sure. What? Federation and Empire.
3: Mm.
0: Wait, is that that is that that unlicensed Star Trek game you're talking about? months ago uh, unlicensed no, i and think no, like like yeah, starfleet battles man it's Star the Fleet core things, of starfleet yeah. battles what's, Fe- what's federation and empire it's, it's the, the big
3: strategic game set in the starfleet battles universe yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay oh yeah oh
3: yeah yeah, yeah. Bruce so like and oh, yeah. go back you're, you're, in the, Bruce and I are going to the back room to have sex now. <laughs> so <you're> Booyah!
0: Like... <laughs> well, all right. I'm going to drop the mic then. There uh, you go. Peace out, everybody. If you, you
2: donate to three moves ahead, you'll never have to hear that again.
1: <laughs>
2: Good night, everybody. Good, Good night, night, everybody. Good night. Good. Bye. <laughs>